It's a bit past midnight, and the rains have steadily been pouring with five days left before Christmas. It's supposed to feel good, the holidays at all, but I can't seem to get in the mood yet. To put it bluntly, I don't think I'm okay. And that Korean sleeper hip comes to mind. It's okay to not be okay. Hello, I'm George, and welcome to the Masterclass. I talk about a wide range of topics, from the mundane to the inane and to the sane, because that is what our lives are all about. This is brought to you by Cutprint Productions. This being what I can call my Christmas episode, it's timely to talk about how ironic it is to feel a little down in this season of joy. I'm not saying I'm sad or depressed. It's more of a bittersweet feeling. I guess a lot of us are on the same ship, trying to navigate through this extraordinary time. The pandemic still hasn't given up on us. In fact, I heard that at least one person died every four minutes in California yesterday. And here in the Philippines, new cases suddenly spiked up to over 2,000 when we were already averaging a tad over 1,000. A bitter realization that all is not okay. So why then do we say it's okay to not be okay? I'm no psychologist, but I believe it's all in the standard we've set for ourselves. Ever since we were young, we were trained to adhere to a system where everything was measured in terms of grades, numerically or alphabetically. We were taught to set milestones for ourselves, to create a roadmap to success. Do I think it's wrong? Absolutely not. However, these standards have somehow pressured us that some have even succumbed to depression simply because they weren't able to make the grade. Example, I have a student who admits to having a severe case of depression. She's undergoing therapy with a specialist. She wanted to share with me her predicament, so I asked why she thinks she's depressed. And it came out. She feels she's an utter failure at the age of 26. 26? When I was 26, I still didn't know what the heck direction I was going to take as far as my life was concerned. She, on the other hand, feels that she failed in achieving the life milestones she set for herself, making the grade. And when she didn't quite come up to her own set of standards, she just totally gave up. I told her, it's okay. People become successful during different stages of their lives. Mark Zuckerberg hit the jackpot early in life, but not after getting into trouble with his studies. Same with Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, three of the most successful business personalities on earth encountered numerous setbacks and failures. J.K. Rowling, was turned down several times offering her Harvey Potter ideas. Countless others were on the same boat. But they plodded on, knowing that it was okay to not be okay. Had they given up early, we wouldn't have Facebook, or Microsoft, or Apple, or riveting stories and revolutionary ideas. Psychologist Angela Duckworth has a term for it. Grit being ready to achieve long-term goals, and getting back up each time one falls. Carol Dweck of Stanford University calls it 
the growth mindset. Simon Sinek likewise weighs in on this concept, and Gary Vaynerchuk espouses patience in any undertaking. You'll have your time to shine. So I told my student to reflect on that, not giving up. Think of life as a continuous learning process. I said this in a previous masterclass. When you achieve success, congratulations for a job well done. When you fall short, don't consider it as a failure. Look at it as a learning experience for you to do a better job and not to commit the same mistake anymore. It's a win-win attitude, and you end up a winner every time in this game called life. The game of life. It's a tricky maze we need to navigate to get to the finish line. At this age of mine, I can confidently say that I've gone through all the potholes and speed bumps of life. I've been sick and was near death, but I survived. I've been broke, made a lot of money, lost it, went broke again, and so on and so forth. Financial advisors may call my situation a classic what not to do in life example. I know I could have done better. However, I probably wouldn't be doing this masterclass if I was pretty damn successful. I might not have found time for this. My insights and lessons from a colorful roller coaster life might not have been realized. There have been a lot of not okay episodes in my life. I have a friend who asked me a few years ago, George, have you ever regretted your past actions that have led you to what you are now? With your ideas and talent, you could have been a multimillionaire by now. But here you are at your age, still hustling and working while your contemporaries have all retired and enjoying the fruits of their labor. Don't you envy them? Don't you think you could have done more? I replied in all sincerity. No, I don't regret my past actions. In fact, I probably wouldn't have these ideas. I probably wouldn't have developed my talents had I done otherwise. If everything I did turned to gold. My not being okay in various stages of my life have made me appreciate life more, to be more circumspect in my way of thinking, to always desire to improve myself. My contemporaries might have retired, but the majority of them have their own set of issues. Early this year, we had a grand reunion of our high school class, 50 years and buddies came in from all over the world for the occasion. It was great seeing them, savoring their successes, but there's one thing that probably set me apart. They were all into maintenance medicine. I haven't done that. I take my regular dose of vitamins, but that's all. Whilst before, we'd talk about lovely girls, escapades, drinking sessions, and the like. Now they were comparing medicines carefully planned diets, which could really make you go on a diet. More often than not, they were unappetizing, physical pains and impairments and such. And when they ask me what I'm doing, I tell them I still work my butt off doing training and mentoring. And they ask me why I still keep at it. And I say, if I don't do it, I'd probably get sick. Just like them. If I didn't do it, 
I wouldn't be able to share my experiences to other people so that they won't have to go through the same hardships, so that they won't have to not be okay so often. I tell them it feels great mingling with people half your age because it makes you feel young and gather new insights. I tell them I wouldn't trade it for anything else, so I assure them it's okay to not be okay. I'm not okay all the time. Sometimes I look wistfully at others who have all the luxuries in the world. Who could shop to death while I nurse my wallet? Who could travel the world while I could just read up on the world? But then again, it serves the same purpose. My hunger for reading has widened my perspective and taught me to appreciate and practice what I learn. In fact, I can say that reading makes me okay when I'm not okay. It can be what you call a vicarious feeling. But what the heck, life is simply like that. Half reality, half fantasy. It's always great to imagine and dream. Imagining and dreaming. Come to think of it, that's why I'm writing this on a cold, rainy December morning at half past one. I slept early last night, but I woke up at midnight feeling the meh and uh, imagining and dreaming of things which I'd like to have and realizing I may not see their fruition. I felt I wasn't okay. So I decided to turn those imaginings and dreams into something I can share with you in this masterclass episode. And lo and behold, I feel so much better. The student I mentioned earlier in this episode has now adapted a live and learn attitude. I told her to forget about milestones first and live life a step at a time. You know, our basic problem really is we regret the past and worry about the future. We occupy our thoughts with all these that we forget to savor the present. And we forget to savor the present, we become stagnant, unable to move forward to a brighter future. We always compare ourselves with others, measure our successes and failures against their own. And we oftentimes feel miserable, which leads to depression and which leads to other extreme consequences. Max Erlman said in The Desiderata, if you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter. Don't ever fall into that trap. We have our own unique successes and happiness and satisfaction meters. Let's stick to that. It's okay to not be okay. Imagine, dream, write about it, talk about it, and live it. I wasn't okay some minutes ago, but I now feel much better. It's okay to not be okay. Relish the thought that we are all uniquely blessed and gifted. Your happiness can be totally different from mine. There are those who consider a Mercedes-Benz as an ultimate high. Others prefer a truck, or an SUV, or even a Ducati. To each his own. The bottom line is, will it make you feel okay? Not even a hundred Benzes can make you feel okay if there's that void in you. And the only way to fill that void is being true to yourself, accepting your shortcomings, and doing better next time. And that, my friends, is why it's okay to not be okay.
Thank God for those Korean dreamers who came up with that term. Maybe I should watch the series. I might learn a thing or two from it. Speaking of which, if you'd like to learn a thing or two on how to deal with life and all its challenges, keep listening to the masterclass. New episodes are dropped every Thursday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can access all the episodes on demand. If you want me to talk about a certain topic, send me an email at george at cutprintproductions.com. That's george at cutprintproductions.com. I'll make sure we talk about it. So goes my Christmas gift to all of you. I hope we learned a thing or two from this episode. And remember, it's okay to not be okay. I'm George, and this has been your Masterclass. Thanks for joining me. Good night and God bless. Have a wonderful Christmas celebration. Ad Mayorem, De Gloriam.